Welcome to the Berkhamsted Spotlight, Berkhamsted School's podcast channel. Join our weekly guests from inside the classroom to behind the scenes of our day-to-day activities through to life beyond Berkhamsted School. Find out what it's really like to be part of our remarkable community. Remarkable community indeed. In this episode of the Berkhamsted Spotlight, we're talking to the head teacher at Berkhamsted Boys School, Tom Hadcroft. Tom's going to talk to us about his first term as head teacher, how he's found it there, some of the differences between Berkhamsted and where he was before, and what makes Berkhamsted so special. But we also get to hear what his remarkable moment has been in just the first few weeks since he joined the school, and at the end of this recording, what he's changed his mind about in the last two years. And hooray, it's not COVID related. So stick around to the end to hear what that might be. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as we speak to the head teacher of Berkhamsted Boys, Tom Hadcroft. Tom, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Great, thanks Simon. Yeah, it's uh, it's a wonderful day outside, sun's shining and yeah, the boys really enjoy themselves. Always makes a difference whenever the sun's shining. What kind of things have you been up to the last 24 hours then? Yeah, we've had a, a pretty packed kind of couple of days really. Yeah, one of the things that we've been really focused on is the interviews for the new school captain, which has been an exciting process, really great to talk to a lot of the boys about some of their, their own journeys and very, very difficult process of actually trying to select one of them for this really really important role in school so yeah I think that's been one of the, the highlights and, and and also just you know kind of being around school and, and seeing uh, boys you know playing around and playing football and and doing all the great things they do here. So school captain how do you go about making that kind of a selection because you indicate that that must be a very or that it is a very hard thing to do and and I can appreciate how hard it must be from the outside but how do you go about doing that? So we consult with our heads of house who give us a number of people that they would like to forward you know in terms of getting an understanding of uh uh, the best candidates. We get you know letters of application in. We then make a, a short list of boys who who come forward, and then we interview them. And uh, we interviewed thirteen boys yesterday. And the kind of things that we were looking for were really that sense of what what leadership meant to them. So a lot of boys were talking about leading from the front, and and that was great. But the the, the boys that really took it onto another level were those who who recognised the ability to do that kind of leadership, but also those who understood that at times they had to step back into the shadows and let other people lead. And I've really that's, I think, one of our key focuses over the coming kind of year or two is, is how we develop that leadership in, in boys. So they don't just have to lead and, and show uh, role model kind of status, but they also allow other people to develop too. That's a very mature approach, isn't it? And something you'd expect maybe adults to answer a question with on leadership, but possibly not boys in school. It must be quite a proud moment when you hear boys giving answers like that. Absolutely, Simon. I think the other thing that really struck us yesterday were that the boys that could really give a sense of journey to their their talks, uh, you know, when we were asking them questions, those boys that really highlighted how they'd developed over the past four or five years, you know, and beyond when they're some of them coming from prep school as well. And, you know, how they had developed as individuals, how they had developed their own skills, and really, you know, gave it the best sense of what that Berkhamsted education can bring. And I, I think we want to 
highlight those kind of ambassadors. You know, we, we've mm. only got one school captain, but I think there's a whole pool of, of boys, you know, in, in that year group who, who are going to do something special, hopefully, over the coming few years to, mm. to really help us, you know, get the best out of everybody. No, it sounds very impressive. It really does. Tom, before we talk about you and your role as head teacher at Berkhamstead Boys, tell us a little bit about your own education. So where you went to school and whether or not you had a positive journey through education yourself. So, yeah, so I grew up in uh, Sutton Coalfield, which is just north of Birmingham. And I went to a grammar school, a Bishop Vesey Grammar School. And I think, you know, some of the things I, I, I look back on are some of those moments, not only inside the classroom, certainly the friendships that I had along the way there, but also those kind of extracurricular activities as well. So, you know, there were lots of opportunities to, you know, take part in things like Duke of Edinburgh and... Uh, and, and certainly sports teams and things like that. And I, I think I look back on that with, with uh, a lot of good memories and, you know, really allowed me to flourish, I think, in, in many different ways. Uh, and beyond that, you know, into university, I've gone to three or four different universities uh, for different types of qualifications, but I've, I've, I've managed to really kind of take the best out of, you know, that university experience and I think, you know, I'd like to see myself as a lifetime learner. I think that's what I would like to also give to, to the boys is that sense that it isn't just about, you know, the next three, four, five years, that, that learning is there for life and, and, you know, making the most of things is, is really what we're all aiming to do, really. I love this idea that learning for life as opposed to just learning while we're at school and then the presumption that after that we know everything because, you know, of course, we know as we get older that we certainly don't know everything as we leave school and we are always learning, aren't we? Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that that's impressed me, you know, from Berkhamsted's point of view is there is a real drive for, for learning to learn, which really links in with, you know, how I really see the world and wanting to really, you know, get the very, be very best out of uh, each individual, just trying to understand really how, uh, what makes you tick, what makes you understand the world a little bit better will we'll hopefully give you kind of those tools in the in the kind of you know in the longer longer term so here we are having recently joined the school tell us where you were beforehand and whether you had to relocate or anything like that so prior to Berkhamstead, I was at a, a place called DLD College in central London which is predominantly a sixth form international college and you know that that was a very exciting place to be because it was uh just opposite uh, Big Ben on the on the banks of the Thames, lots of different diversity within that particular community, and and some really exciting opportunities to also grasp while I was there. So, um, you know, London has a lot to offer, and it was a, it was a great time for uh, the five years that I was there. There was lots of things to to really uh, to, to to really make the most of. You know, we had our our first graduation, school graduation in the Houses of Parliament, which we we organised, and events like that I think were, were, were tremendous to, to be part of, you know, in a very exciting and cosmopolitan city. A great city as well. So Tom, you've, you've only been there for 10 weeks, but tell us how you found your first term at Berkhamstead Boys so far. So it's been a great experience. What I've tried to do as much as possible is to, to see the boys, not only obviously in, in the classroom, as I said before, is, but also to see them trying to do all the, the array of things that they have on offer. So whether that be, you know, the, the young musician competition you know in, in the shrek play uh, shrek musical that we've just just had was was a, a great a great production uh, to to see and to to celebrate but also you know things like the the, the sports teams and and kind of being there on a saturday home and away you know being part of and, and seeing their 
the celebratory kind of elements of things, but also, you know, seeing how they work with disappointment as well when actually the results don't go so well and how they deal with that disappointment. So, you know, there are so, so many different parts of the school. It's, it's quite a big organisation. And I think, uh, you know, getting to know the boys is my first and foremost, but also to understand how all the parts, the, the kind of moving parts of Berkhamsted School kind of all work has, has also been a, a, a really key focus. It's great to hear you mention Shrek the Musical because on a previous podcast episode we interviewed uh, some of the cast and, uh, and and the director as well and it was great to hear from them and hear all about that, in particular hearing from Will, I think it was in sixth form. But tell us a little bit about some of the things that have stood out for you since joining Berkhamsted School's group, not just in the boys' school but but across the whole group? Well, I've never, I've never worked in such a, a, kind, of, a kind of wide organisation, I suppose, and, and that's been uh, a, a really interesting piece, certainly in the first few weeks. And, and we're working with the different heads of the different schools. You know, that, that's really opened my eyes to, to, you know, the kind of journey. And I think uh, that's a really key part of the school, understanding, you know, from pre-prep all the way through to the sixth, you know, what, what that Berkhamsted education does, you know, and actually how exciting it is to be to be part of that because when we're making uh, decisions it's not just for uh, you know a two three four year year period it's we're, we're collectively trying to ensure that that journey is 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 the very best for for every every boy and girl that go through it so I've really enjoyed that aspect I think more locally in terms of the boys school I think there's just been some lovely lovely moments and I, I think I've, I've enjoyed talking to the boys particularly and the interactions there. there. There was a great example. So with um, Will and Ben in, in year year seven, who, who kind of emailed me to say, we'd, we'd like to show you a presentation on our geography kind of project at the moment. So, so that was great. And I said, yeah, come along and show me this presentation. And they did incredibly well. They went through the whole thing. And they proposed to me that they would like to organise a trip, an ex, uh, expedition, and the, the trip essentially was to Antarctica and they costed it. They went through the whole of the itinerary, you know, the fact that we could all fly to Buenos Aires and, and get the boat to South Georgia Islands and everything. And they costed it everything. They, you know, it was, it was a really, really thorough job and it came out of quite a lot of money per, per student. But what it did show to me is that there was no boundaries to their ambition. And I think that was a really, really nice moment because I, I, I would like every single boy in Berkhamsted to have that sense of uh, ambition and, and to not be held back by, you know, those kind of th- those expectations and boundaries that perhaps sometimes uh, people have, have, have on things. I think we should uh, really be encouraging them as much as possible to... To, to think the impossible and to, to really get the very, very best out of things. So uh, I think that was a real, real key moment for me uh, over the course of the term. There's a couple of great phrases that, you, that are coming out here. No, brown, no boundaries to their ambition and to think the impossible. Um, tell us a bit more about that. I mean, what role do you see schools playing in helping not just boys, but children in general to, to really realise their ambition without letting boundaries or perceived boundaries get in the way well i'm a i'm a huge advocate of of pupil voice and 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 student voice i i think that you know it's within uh the grasp of every single member of teaching staff of of the people associated with school to to be here to encourage every single pupil who, who goes through if if they can be in an environment where they're presented with 
um, no limits attitude. I, I think that will rub off on them, and that will happen. Yeah, that will help them throughout their lives. So that it will help them not only obviously from perspective of academia, but also in the areas of work and you know in family as well. And you want people to to really dream and and to really ensure that they can push towards those dreams knowing that you know that they they can achieve and um i would always mm. want every single member of staff in the school to to allow that kind of ambition in boys not to be crushed but to be elevated that's something i i really want for every single every single person but i think even in with the, the student voices is, is very important as well within that is that we need to develop the boys to really find their own voices in a community and really getting that sense of what they have inside them, what potential they have inside them is, is very important. So, mm. you know, this idea of training them in, in areas that, you know, perhaps uh, they'll, they'll, they'll need after school, after university, things like mental health, things like coaching, etc., all of the aspects around the skills around some of those things will, will benefit them in the longer term. And, you know, that, that will help them hopefully fulfill some of these ambitions that, that they would, you know, kind of aspire to have as well. It's great to hear. Thank you, Tom. Uh, now, we recently had a podcast episode with Liz Richardson about whether single sex education was still relevant in 2022. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I don't think this is a big surprise. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate. I was, I was in a single set school myself. But I think the things I missed out on are the things which actually Berkhamsted fill. So, you know, looking at the model here, it's, it's, it's fantastic that we have opportunities to work alongside the girls at different touch points over the course of the, of the term uh, and the year. Single sex, I think, education is is fantastic because it gives an opportunity for every boy to really find themselves you know, and really understand themselves that little bit better. You know, perhaps some of the subject areas that if it was a co-ed school that would naturally, um, you know, perhaps some of the boys would via, perhaps move move away from, um, you know, perhaps in these kind of schools, uh, in single set schools, that they, they would perhaps feel more uh, encouraged to, to take part. So things like drama and art and, you know, where, where numbers in kind of in comparison have perhaps been a bit lower, you know, compared to co-ed schools. Boys are allowed to find themselves and, and allowed to kind of, you know, ensure that they can they can follow that journey and, and uh, you know, follow that potential. So I, I think from that side, it's very important. I think from, uh, like I said, from the diamond structure, it's it's in incredibly unique in, in essence to find those opportunities uh, for personal development and for Duke of Edinburgh and the combined cadet force and, and other areas where the boys and girls can come together and, and understand and learn from each other. So, so you have the very, very best of both worlds, I think. You have the ability to fulfill potential, but on the, on the flip side of that, you have the opportunity to collaborate and work together with, uh, with both girls and boys at, at relevant points. So just to clarify for anyone listening who might not understand the diamond structure, am I right in saying then this is boys and girls together when they're younger and then educated separately, 11 to 16, and then back together again in sixth form? That's exactly right, yeah. So, so Berkhamsted boys and Berkhamsted girls at year seven, they, they separate into single sex. And then when they uh, get back to kind of year 12 into kind of the sixth form, that's when they uh, come back to, to together as uh, as girls and boys in the same school. So having those single sex mo kind of points, you know, between year seven and 11, I think uh, during those kind of key development years, so to speak, I think is, is a very important point. 
So I can understand why you're saying about boys and girls separately during those key development years. But if that's the case, then why not just have it single sex all the way through, right through, including sixth form? Yeah, so I think, you know, as they kind of move towards university, and I think that, you know, they've, they've developed their, their understanding of themselves, their, the, the, you know, what kind of subjects they would like to learn, and really understand them in their own skin. I think each each gender needs to find their own way. But when you, I think, get to year 12, you're obviously, you know, developing, uh, you know, preparation for, for university and for, you know, kind of the wider world. And I think at that point, they probably matured enough, at that, uh, you know, to have th- those kind of interactions and really, um, you know, be able to have good kind of um, relationships between girls and boys and develop, uh, you know, as, as groups at that point. So, Seven to 11s, I think, is a, is a, is a key time in, in any boy's or girl's life. But beyond that sixth form, it's a good opportunity for them to then uh, start preparing for the next stage as well. Tom, possibly a tricky question for you, but given the fact that you came from a co-ed environment at DLD and now you're in a boys' school, here we are promoting the benefits of, of boys-only education in, the, in your current school. But I imagine, not knowing you beforehand, but I imagine that until you joined, you were possibly promoting the benefits of co-ed. How do you balance those two or marry them up together? So DLD was, was predominantly a sixth form college. So I, I could see the absolute benefits of co-ed at that stage. And so looking back, as, as I said, I think, you know, when I, when I was actually growing up myself, I, I was in that kind of single sex environment. So I, I could see the benefits and actually the relationships and the, the friendships that I have with the, with the boys at, at those school still, still remain now. And there was some very interesting kind of developments, I suppose, in terms of my, my kind of competitive edges, possibly the ability as a group to, to really form, you know, kind of some relationships at that point, and really for, for me to express myself in, in a different way. But I'd also point to, you know, my, my, my time prior to DLD was in a, in a boarding school, and I was, I was a, a boys boarding housemaster. And that that also uh, gave me a clear picture about some of, you know, some of the real benefits there too. So, you know, really that sense of camaraderie, I think, between between uh, the boys at that stage, and and on the flip of that, my wife was the, the you know the housemistress of the girls' school, and and you know she she saw all the benefits of the girls' school as well. So, I don't think I'm very much an advocate of those those two points, but I can see you know at DLD there was that sense of the maturity that that, that they had at sixth form, and the conversations and the the, the you know the critical analysis, I suppose of the the boys and girls the, the the maturity that they had was really probably the things that i would highlight as the key strengths yeah, it's good to hear a nice uh, consistent message all the way through all the way in in the various schools that you've been in tom we need to bring this to a close in a moment but two regular questions that we ask every guest who comes on first of all what have you changed your mind about in the last couple of years so I think, you know, I've been thinking a little bit about this. I think, you know, the the sense of the student voice, I think, has, has been one of the key things that I've really focused on over, over the last two years. So, I, you know, I used to be quite a, a leader, which, which was a top-down approach, and I, I used to try and think, well, we can push things forward and make them happen. I, I certainly saw, and during my kind of last two years of my time at DLD, what we did really was to to promote... That, that that student voice we put a lot of work into kind of leadership programs we put a lot of work into giving them training and actually on the back of that what I felt was is that we had a much much stronger school so I think it, it, it was a bit of a journey really but that top-down approach I don't really think really yields the best results and actually instead 
having a bottom-up approach really gives you a better sense of what the school is about. And so mm. I, I would... You know, I, I, I would say that's one of the biggest learnings that I've had over the last two years. I know lots of other things have happened, you know, obviously in the last two years, but but it's my own personal understanding, I suppose, of, of what makes good to great and, and you know, the, the student's role within that. It's good to hear that there's an answer there which doesn't involve COVID, so, so thank you for that. And then lastly, what has been your remarkable moment, albeit in the last 10 weeks only, but in your time at Berkhamsted, what has been your remarkable moment, would you say? I think in the first couple of weeks, you know, I, I, I took part in the academic gala and I, I think that was one of the remarkable moments because I've, again, talking about this bottom-up approach, um, that that was really very remarkable in so much as that, that here was a, an academic evening totally and utterly run by the, by the students, organised by them, with the students giving talks about some of the things which they found interesting in terms of research plus old Berkhamsteadians being invited and actually talking at those events too. So I, I was bowled over just by the sense of, you know, the organisation, the uniqueness to that as well. Very used to going to sporting dinners, you know, going to musical evenings of drama. But I've never really been to a school where academic success and academic curiosity was so ingrained, so, so at the fore, I suppose. And not only that, that it was purely driven by the, the pupil voice. And so that was a remarkable moment. And I kind of s- sat back in that, in that meal and that kind of, th- those kind of talks. And it was great to hear the, the boys and the girls offering so much kind of variety of topic and depth of understanding about such, such a variety of different things. That's great to hear. It sounds like a, a great, remarkable moment. I'm sure there'll be many more to come as well. Tom, we need to bring this to a close now. If anyone's heard anything and they wanted to get in touch with you or to connect with somebody else at the boys' school, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so you can uh, email me directly at chadcroft at berkhamsted.com. I'm more than happy to have connections. But if it's with the uh, admissions team, obviously, uh, please do get in touch with them directly at admissions at berkhamsted.com. Fantastic. A head teacher who's happy to give out his email address on a podcast episode. I'm very impressed. Tom, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for being here. I'll free you up now to go and enjoy your evening and a little bit of sunshine outside. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Simon. So that's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school's website, berkhamsted.com. And our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.